Hey everybody, it's uh, Greg coming back to you live. I There was no sound when I went off the first time. I was having uh, computer issues and reset everything, so I apologize. That was my error, and hopefully everybody can hear me now. And please uh, give me a shout out if you can hear me, and um, we'll go from there and I'll actually redo the show and delete um, delete the other show, okay, or the start of the show, since there was no audio, the mic uh, I had turned off, so I apologize, um, I'll put welcome to take two on here, <laughs> and then uh, join in, throw your comments out there, okay, I'm going to share this on my main page to um, help everybody out to reach out to the show, so hopefully you can hear me, I apologize, that's my fault, so I'm doing a huge... Um, retake if you will and repeat myself which you not going to hear anyways the first take so um this is a subject about you know what are you on the same page financially and it's one of those maybe boring things that a lot of people don't want to talk about but it's so crucial to be able to talk about and i want to give a huge huge you know thank you out to t and i credit union in Clawson, Michigan. Uh, they brought me on as part of the Ultimate Wedding Show uh, coming up. It's going to be aired uh, next Friday, March 29th from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern Time. I want to give them a huge round of applause and they also their credit union is promoting they are actually having wedding loans to help pay for your loading, your wedding I should say, and give you know, give Kathy or Kyle a call at TNI Credit Union, and I actually forgot to write down their number. I have it, but check it out. Google it. It's TNI Credit Union in Clawson, Michigan. They are having low interest rates uh, for wedding loans. So if you're getting married, and we're you know talking about you know finances of wedding yesterday when we're doing the filming and taping of the show. Oh, thank you, Melissa. Everybody can hear me now. Good. I apologize. Um, so talking about the importance of finances in a relationship and how many people have been in a situation where because of finances, it has caused you to end the relationship or the marriage in a situation that you two are on totally two different wavelengths when it comes to financial aspects of a wedding. And like I said, it tends to be a lot of people have a hard time talking about sex in their relationship and talking about finances, about what works for you, and talking about expectations. You know what? And I'm going to give my perspective again, you know, my personal life, I'm going to share a little bit about mine, but what works for me might not work for you, okay? I'm all for people, you know, maybe at my age and all this stuff, I have no young kids or anything. You know, what works for me, I'm all about both people working, both people sharing the bills, whatever it is, if it's an equal percentage of your income or whatever it is, and then what you do with your money, have at it, you know? That's my philosophy, my own personal philosophy, but what works for me and what I want might not meet your needs and your own expectations. And you have a lot of people, you know what, my parents did it this way, my you know grandparents, whoever raised me, this is how they did it, this is how I want it. But I'm gonna tell you, number one, you might only know a small percentage of how they handled the bills, right? 10%, because a lot of financial matters between the parents, maybe it should stay between the parents and you might not know everything, how you handled everything. 
So what works for them, what works for your friends, your coworkers, other relatives that you know how they handle finances, it's great to get insights and get ideas that might work for you, but you have to remember, you know what, how your parents did it or whoever raised you, how they handled budgets and finances and all this aspect might not work for you. So you're trying to maybe use something that worked for somebody else and you're trying to force feed it down your partner's throat or trying to force it into your relationship or marriage and it might not work for you. So you need to have or be on the same page. You know what, what works for you financially? And one person might be a spender. Okay, they want to spend everything they have, and another one might be so, you know, tight in as the term frugal, right? With their money, and they're saving everything till retirement, and they don't want to have any fun or spend any money. I'm saving it all for retirement. And then what happens is, you know, I've worked with a lot of people before that, you know, they retire, and all of a sudden, shortly after, dead they pass away sadly so you look at the situation is there a balance and how do you want to work the finances do you want to okay you both work and maybe you you know decide to put a percentage of your income or whatever it is equally towards the bills mortgage payment the rent payment um taxes oh god don't even get me going into taxes right property taxes or you know utilities what about do you talk about how much you need to pay for all this stuff before you get married before you live together what does it look about you better talk about this before you move in together okay definitely before you get married and what your expectations of financials are okay how much you can afford versus how much you can afford okay um, and you have a lot of people I have a lot of couples that aren't married and they say well I have student loan payments I have a car payment I have car insurance payment I can't afford all this stuff so is it fair because you have all that or one person has all this stuff is it fair that the other one takes the hit for all that and pays most of the bills when it's not their fault or situation and this is something to talk about and I'm not saying it's what you agree on and how you manage the finances, how you manage the bills and maybe savings and how you look at all those aspects. In part of my gig, uh, you know, the filming for the upcoming TV show, talking about, you know, the finances and it's a huge ordeal for a lot of people and I do not ever, you know, want a power struggle in a relationship and a lot of people, you know, they assume or they think or they expect, right, the person paying all the bills that they control all the finances. Is that what works for you? Maybe, maybe not. And is it fair that someone else pays all the bills and finances that someone else dictates or someone else has a huge decision making how that money is spent? Again, I love stirring the pot. I love playing devil's advocate because it helps people think and sort of start talking about and discussing what works for you which you know what I said what works for me and what I want and expect might not work for you and it's not a right or wrong it's one of those things that I want you to tailor your own financial plan your financial expectations tailor it to your needs and what works for you in your relationship or your marriage and it becomes a huge ordeal and it tends to be a power struggle and I don't want that these are things to discuss in a relationship 
you know, how you're going to pay the bills, who's going to maybe you, you know, split the bills equally. <clears throat> and that includes, okay, one person pays the mortgage or the rent, whatever it is, and then someone else pays the utilities, pays the groceries for the month. Yeah, groceries are part of a financial planning aspect, people, and how those work for you and how they don't work for you. And what do you, you know, how do you handle that? The toiletries, the cleaning supplies. Um, people don't look at paper towels. If you use paper towels, toilet paper, people, these all need to be on planning. And a lot of people don't realize, you know, how much, how expensive maybe toilet paper is. If you use cleaning supplies, um, paper towels, toilet paper, shampoo, right? I, I'm, I'm very cheap on shampoo because I have no hair, okay? Body wash, toothpaste, you get me? All this stuff, mouthwash, people don't realize this, um, you know, add up in the financial planning aspect. And you need to have a good idea, not perfect, but you need to have a pretty accurate idea how the bills are, you know, how much stuff costs, how much it costs to live. And a lot of people don't realize that, say, if they only lived at home with their mom, dad, grandparents, whatever, and they didn't have to pay for any of this stuff. So they have no idea how much stuff costs. You better, you know, go together, go with your partner, go to your local grocery store, your local whatever store um, that and price this stuff. Price how much toilet paper is, price how much, you know, like paper towels, cleaning supplies, price how much food is. A lot of people might not have a clue how much food is and how much it's going to take to live, okay? And your definition of living comfortably might be someone else's different, you know what, we only make this much money to survive. Look at how much you have to survive on, okay? And it's a good idea, and a lot of people don't look at this stuff, and I suggest, you know, with couples, and I, I see a lot of couples for premarital counseling, or they're thinking about living together, and finances come up, and it's a big ordeal, and one person, well, I can't afford this, whatever, so is it the other person's you know, job or is it the other person's fault because one person can't afford stuff to take the hit and pay most of the bills. Again, these are decision making that I want you to be able to talk about and come to an agreement on. It doesn't have to be Greg's way. It has to be about what works for you and what works for your partner. What happens with financial aspects that I run into with couples and I have for, like I said, almost two decades I've been doing this is where one person feels like they're being taken advantage of financially, that they're paying all the bills, and the other one, you know, they work, but they don't pay any bills. They do whatever they want with their money. They go out and buy a motorcycle. They go out and maybe, you know, go on trips. They go on the other, whatever it is, and the other one, I can't, we can't afford this, but the other one's going out, you know, buying clothes, buying all this stuff, and it's not a gender issue people there's a lot of women out there that are very frugal and can't afford stuff and the guy's going out you know whatever going on bowling weekends golf weekends whatever but he's not contributing to the rent the mortgage payment groceries and that's not fair you get me that's in my own eyes is not fair so it comes into where a lot of financial issues come up where one person is feel like they're taking for granted over the other one financially and being, let's face it, they feel like they're being used. They feel like they're being played and you know what? That they're only a paycheck 
And I get it. I understand that. And that's where I come to help couples to come into an agreement and talk about, number one, what each other feels like in the situation and, you know what, how it works for each other. And if the other person doesn't care that the other one feels like they're taken for granted, um, you know, only a paycheck then it's going to create issues in your relationship and you're not going to feel loved. You're not going to feel appreciated in the relationship or marriage. I'm going to tell you, chances are, it's not going to work. And I hear a lot of people over the years, Greg, oh my God, I feel like I'm just a paycheck. I'm only there to pay the bills. I don't get affection. I don't feel appreciated. I don't feel loved. And that's not going to last long, people. And again, it's up to each individual, each couple, each marriage to decide what goes on in your relationship nobody else and if one person is feeling unappreciated and this goes not only financially but maybe cleaning taking care of the house that type of stuff you need to make each other feel you know what appreciated big time and if one person i i hear this numerous times okay greg he's the man he should be responsible he's the provider he's a man he should pay all the bills why say the woman is working making you know decent money but spending it all on herself taking trips with friends buying clothes all the time and i shouldn't have to pay any of bills that's a man's job you know what it's 2019 people that's not fair and i tell maybe you need to find a man that's okay with that not wrong but you need to be with someone that fits your expectations financially and is okay with that i do not and i'll never promote somebody taking advantage of somebody else or you know what using somebody for financial gains or financial means if you will i'm not about that but again i don't decide the rules for you and your life and your marriage you do i help you get there now melissa you mentioned is 50 50 still okay or is it okay for the man to pay for everything when he says he wants to be the man um, I get this, and that's a great question, Melissa. I get this a lot in relationships where a guy, I'm the provider, I'm the man, and I need to pay for, you know, I want to pay for everything. But what goes along with that is I see a lot of men also using that as a power trip, meaning I pay for everything, I need to pay for everything, that it turns into a control situation which means the guy I pay for everything therefore I make all the decision making I you know I need to tell you what you spend what you don't go and it turns into a control thing and a power trip and that's not healthy either because say the woman in a relationship is going to feel you know what unappreciated they're going to she's going to feel like she has no say so in a relationship and that she's going to be dictated to with finances or dictated to as far as household spend it, as you know expenditures so i do run into that a lot and that's a great um question and i i also run into a lot of men that you know what with me too i'm cool with it being 50 50. you know what and some people might make more than others i get that and they can't afford it so that's when i mentioned at the beginning of the show maybe it's a percentage you know what you put this percentage of your money towards the bills i put this percentage yeah mine might be more because i make a lot more that type of situation but at least you're contributing a equal portion it might and you have to look at and again that is a discussion that you need to have exactly what is the equal portion um you know what does that look like and a lot of people that might make more 
than their partner? Is it their partner's fault because they make more? And should they be paying more because they make more or be penalized because they make more? Again, these are questions I want you to be able to ask and talk about and discuss. And a lot of people have a hard time talking about this because, you know what, it makes people feel maybe undervalued or not valued at all if they don't make as much. You need to be able to be on the same page financially because I'm going to tell you it's going to create a huge emotional wedge with you and I don't want it to turn into a power trip or a power struggle, if you will, in your relationship. I want you both to feel valued. I want you both to feel appreciated and what works for you and talk about it, okay? Um, discuss it. It's crucial. It's so important, people, to be able to go and discuss. I talk about, I want you to be able to discuss and talk about anything, no matter if it hurts your feelings or gets you mad. That's not the intent. It's about being on the same page and how do you uh, compromise on certain things in a relationship without selling yourself out or, you know what, the essence of who you are that you're not living outside of that and you feel like you're being taken advantage of. I'll never ever promote someone being taken advantage of in a relationship or in a marriage, okay? I want equality. That's what I promote. I'm all about that. But what your view of equality is might be different from another couple's and that's okay. Again, you have to be on the same page with your partner financially. And one thing <clears throat> you know, when I was talking about, you know, in between the filming yesterday um, at Channel 7 Detroit, and we're talking about, you know, what happens, and a lot of people don't understand this, I do not want bad things to happen um, in a relationship or marriage. Of course not. I don't want people to have bad things happen to them in life, but what happens? And I posted a little bit of blurb yesterday um, you know, about the filming, I haven't been able to be on the show, and I was in a multi-car accident uh, Tuesday morning, so I wasn't able to be on the show. I'm fine, people, a little sore, but I'm okay. Um, no big deal, okay? And everybody was healthy. Everybody walked away from the accident. I don't know how some of them did because it was pretty messed up. But anyways, which, you know, leads me to this discussion, too, and, you know, with T&I Credit Union, um, about this and if say you have a mortgage together and you're taking into account both incomes what happens if one person you know almost suddenly passes away one person um, is disabled because of a car accident or because of an injury at work or you know say you know in the house um, you know you're in a slip and fall and all of a sudden you're disabled or somebody has unfortunately a heart attack or a stroke and can't work anymore what do you do financially? And are you set up for that? Do you have life insurance? Do you have disability insurance, say credit life or disability on your car payments, um, on your car loans? Do you have that on your mortgage payment? And it's, you know, could be cheaper to have life insurance, whatever, or a disability insurance plan through your employer or whatever. What happens in those situations? And I do not want bad things to happen to people, but I was telling them, you know, how many people I run into, you know, with grief counseling and people lost stuff and all of a sudden they, they're losing their homes. They're losing cars because they can't afford them anymore because they don't have their partner anymore. You get me? How are you going to manage the mortgage and the rent payment, the car payment? You know, not only that, to buy groceries anymore. Where's that money going to come to that might not be there anymore again? And that's where I tell people, even living together 
or you know having a mortgage together that type of thing what do you do if something bad or tragic happens I'm not jinxing you I don't want to jinx anybody but unfortunately the mortgage companies the car you know loan companies they don't care they want their money they could care less I could care less what happens to you you still owe us money that's business and I hate to say it they're cold they're not gonna care so that's another aspect where I want you to be able to look at and what I don't want bad things to happen to us but what happens in this situation what happens in this situation how am I how are we going to be able to afford our living expenses okay so that's very very crucial and again you know what I appreciate you tuning in to the art of relationship show typically typically except this week it is daily 12 noon Eastern time Monday through Friday so check it out and again you know what they have a good, a great loan program for people getting married, a wedding loan, they call it, at TNI Credit Union in Clawson, Michigan. Google them, give them a call, talk to Kathy or Kyle, super nice people I met yesterday. And a huge, you know, thanks to them and Channel 7, uh, ABC Channel 7 here in Detroit, uh, for inviting me to be a part of the Ultimate Wedding Show uh, coming up March 29th from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern Time. It's going to be viewed on Channel 7 ABC here in Detroit. So I appreciate it much. Thanks to everybody and thank you for following the show. Talk about your financials. Talk about how you're going to handle things. What seems fair to both of you, okay? And to try to be on the same page if at all possible, okay? Again, it's important. It's crucial. What works for you might not work for somebody else. It's not a wrong. You get me? It's what works for you, nobody else. And that's what's crucial. And a lot of people want to throw in, again, how their friends handle stuff, how, you know, how they're raised, how their mom and dad or grandparent handled finances, what they did together. Well, it's 2019, and it might not work for you. So you need to decide, just like I said, relationship, how people run their relationship or their marriage 50 years ago, 20 years ago, how your friends do might not work for you. You design what your relationship and what your marriage is about, okay? That is no different than finances, okay? So peace and love to everybody out there. Um, sorry for the hiccup at the first start of the show and the redo. <laughs> um, check out my website, please. It, there's some information on there to help you. That's what I'm all about. I want to help you have the relationship that you crave and also have the relationship with yourself, okay? That's why I do this. I love and my passion is to help people become happier, have healthier, happier relationships and marriages, okay? So theartofrelationships.org. Check it out, please. And take care of people. Everybody enjoy your day. Much love.